Ready to end overwhelm and turn your dreams into inspired action? Welcome to the Get Fired Up and Focus podcast, where you'll learn how to plan, prioritize, and fire up your productivity so you can work less and live more. And now your host, MBA award-winning business strategist and Mama Panur, Rachel Cook. If you're ready to get fired up and focused, I've created a free 21-day course to help you get laser-focused, turbocharge your productivity, and get bigger results faster in your business. Give me 30 minutes a day, and I'll show you how you can work less and live more. Visit firedupandfocus.com slash podcast to get instant access to the entire Fired Up and Focused challenge delivered to your inbox daily, as well as exclusive bonuses only available to podcast listeners. You're listening to the Get Fired Up and Focused podcast, episode eight. Is there any topic that triggers working women more than the question of having it all? This is a phrase loaded with emotion, mostly shame, guilt, and anxiety, as we're attempting to not only create a successful career or business, but also we're told we need to be the perfect wife with the perfect children, living the Pinterest perfect decorated home, cooking from scratch these amazing gourmet feasts that we're carefully taking pictures of on Instagram to document our perfect life. Oh, and we're supposed to do all of this while you just effortlessly run a multiple six or seven figure business in just four hours a week because we don't have enough pressure. Am I right? So like most women growing up in the 80s and 90s, I was raised in a generation of girls who were told that we could grow up to have it all. We could go to college. We could break through the glass ceilings in corporate America. We could bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. We could achieve anything. And so we did. More women than ever before are graduating college. We're scooping up master's degrees. We're becoming doctors, lawyers, and professionals. We have incredible women in powerful positions sharing how we can lean in to become leaders, executives, and CEOs in every industry. And despite all of this progress that women have made in the workplace over the last few decades of our lifetime, it's just simply not enough we're still struggling to close the wage gap. We're still fighting for our rights to paid maternity leave. And we are completely underrepresented as CEOs, executives, and leaders across the board. It explains to me why more and more women are breaking free from this old paradigm of climbing a corporate ladder to instead follow our own path into entrepreneurship. After all, If the rules of this game just aren't working, isn't it time to change the rules? I think so. Last year, I had the honor of speaking at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce for Women in Business. And after that event, I literally couldn't leave for two hours. So many women were coming up to ask me questions and wanted to talk about how they could create their own version of success. And the biggest struggle was this old paradigm they were stuck in. As I talked with these amazing women entrepreneurs from around the U.S., I realized that too often the only measure of success we're told matters is the dollar-dollar bills. And while over 88% of women entrepreneurs haven't broken the six-figure mark, that's right, 88% of women entrepreneurs have not broken the six-figure mark in their business, 
The truth is, the honest truth, money is only one metric of success. So don't get me wrong here. A profitable business is a non-negotiable for a successful business. Unless you are just creating an expensive hobby, then this business has got to pay the bills. And for me, I'm the breadwinner in my family. This business is our paycheck. So it has to be profitable. But if we're only focused on the money, instead of creating a business that loves us back, which is what we really want with a lifestyle business, then we find ourselves in this abusive relationship with a business that demands 100% of our time and energy, not to mention puts us on the fast track to burnout. And you have to remember, 80% of new businesses crash and burn within the first few years. So there's something wrong here. How can we better set ourselves up for long-term success? I think it starts with this one thing. You have to define what success means to you. Without spending some time answering this crucial question, we set ourselves up for disappointment when someone else's version of success just doesn't fit us, our lifestyle, or our family. Clarity around your version of success is so empowering. It becomes a filter for decision-making. It will help you to quickly assess if an opportunity is a shiny object or a gold mine. It will help you to make space for what matters most to you in your life. And it becomes a tool that you can use to strategically plan the trajectory of your business. So let's get into inspired action. And to get started, make sure you've gone over to firedupandfocus.com slash podcast to download the workbook that goes along with this podcast series. Because today, we are going to create your unique definition of success. And in this process, there's five areas I really think every woman entrepreneur needs to consider as you're writing this definition for yourself. So let's dive into them. The first area is your life and your lifestyle. And again, this might sound so completely backwards and counterintuitive, but I've seen over and over again that if you don't make space, intentionally carve it out for what matters most to you in your life, then you will struggle to find space for it at all. You will find yourself feeling really overwhelmed that you just don't have time to have a life while you're growing this business. So you need to ask yourself questions like this. If you were to plan an ideal regular day, like a random Wednesday in June, what would that look like for you? Not a vacation day, not a dream, you know, going off and having this extravagant life day, like a regular day for you where you are right now or where you hope to be in the next six months. What about an entire ideal week? What types of things do you want to be doing? How much time do you want to be working and how much time do you want to take off? As you start answering these questions for yourself, you'll start to figure out what does that balance, that work-life balance need to be on a pretty regular basis. Now, there will always be points as an entrepreneur where, yes, you're going to be launching something and suddenly instead of working 30 hours a week, you're working 60 hours because there's just a lot that has to happen. But we're talking about kind of over 75% of the year. This is what a regular time period would look like. 
Also ask yourself things like, what are your top three lifestyle non-negotiables? As in, you must have these in order to feel happy and fulfilled. So these could be things like, I have to have Sundays off so that I can spend time with my family, go to church, do these things that are very important to me. And finally, if you could upgrade three things in your current lifestyle in the next 90 days, what would you upgrade? So obviously, talking upgrades brings up pictures of like, I want to buy a new car, or I would love to live in this gorgeous condo overlooking the ocean. We're talking, what can you actually upgrade in the next 90 days? So these might be small upgrades, but they will feel significant. So think about what your day and your life looks like right now and what are the things causing you the most stress the things that are frustrating you that you would like to get a handle on it could be as simple as in the next 90 days i would like to hire a housekeeper to come in and clean my house twice a month because that's something that stresses me out and i just always feel frustrated that i don't have time to do it myself something really simple that's easy for you to accomplish The next area is your family and friends. So relationships, they are so important to women, especially. But as entrepreneurs, we sometimes just get so wrapped up in our businesses. We get so wrapped up in our work that we struggle to have the quality time that we really want to be having with our own families, friends, and loved ones. It's really easy to avoid spending time with the people you love when there's an unending to-do list. So we're going to fix that. I want you to ask yourself questions like, who are the most important relationships in your life right now? Name at least five people. Who matters most to you? And then ask yourself, what does quality time with these people look like? So if it's your children, it might be, I want to make sure that we're having family dinner every single week. If it's your spouse, maybe it's, we need to have a weekly date night where we can go and reconnect. If it's your best friend, then maybe you just need to have a regular coffee date on the schedule. What does quality time with these people look like for you? And how often do you want to have quality time with the people in your life? So there's some people that you do need to spend time with every single day. Obviously, if you have kids or a spouse, those people qualify. But there's some people who the relationship matters and you want to give them time and attention, but it doesn't always work out to see them every day or even every week. Maybe you need to go see your grandmother once every couple of months. Maybe you just want to make sure that you're not going a whole year without seeing your best friend from college. So make sure that you're plugging those things into your calendar. How often do you want to have a date night or a getaway with your partner? This is really important, especially for women entrepreneurs who, like me, have a spouse kind of behind the scenes cheering them on. Often, they do a lot to support us and can often feel like we're not appreciative of what they're doing behind the scenes for us. So I think it's really important to take the time to reconnect with them and make that a priority, especially if you value that relationship. And finally, how often do you need to make time for friends? This varies from person to person. It definitely varies if you are like me and you have a very small, close-knit group of friends, people who you want to talk to on a regular basis and see on a regular basis, 
Or maybe you're like some of my other friends who are complete social butterflies and you need people all the time. So think about that. How much time do you really want to be spending with others that you care about? And what does that look like for you? You can start to see already, these are pretty deep questions and they're things that you might not have been thinking relate to what a successful business means. But over and over again, I've seen that if you don't have clarity on what these areas of your life will look like or what you want them to look like, then you will find yourself looking up one day and realizing that you followed the wrong definition of success. So we're going to continue on and we're about halfway through. This next area is one that I personally struggle with the most, my health and well-being. So again, I'm raising my hand because this is the first area that I put off. It's the first area I make excuses around. It's the first area that I drop off my calendar when I'm feeling like there's just too much going on. But at the same time, during those busy periods, like launching a program or a service or creating a new offering, this is the area that I actually need to be spending a lot of energy behind because it will help me do my best work. So having a clear picture of what you'd like to experience in your health, your well-being, and your body, it's essential to making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Your health and your well-being is something that if you're not putting time into it right now, if you're not investing in this area literally every day and every week, it doesn't just become something you can invest in 20 years down the road. You have to invest in it right now if you want it to be there for you 20 years down the road. So ask yourself questions like, are you satisfied with your current state of health and well-being? And I am not meaning, are you satisfied with the number on the scale or the number in your dress label? I'm talking about how do you feel about your health? Are you energetic? Are you awake? Or do you feel lethargic and like you just can't focus? You always feel fuzzy. Ask yourself, what does a healthy body look and feel like to you? Again, this is not about the scale and it's not about the dress size. It's about, do you feel like you have the energy to get through the day? Do you feel like you're strong enough to handle what needs to handle? Or are you feeling achy and really uncomfortable in your body all the time? What do you need your self-care to look like every day, week, and month? Self-care varies. There's so many elements that go into self-care. But for me, it's a combination of just downtime, um, time that I'm spending quietly with myself, whether it's reading a book, meditating, doing a yoga practice. It can also look like, am I getting massages? Am I going out and getting acupuncture? Am I working with other holistic health practitioners that help my body to stay in great shape? How much time are you spending every day moving your body? Now, this could also be called exercise, but I really am not a gym person. I much rather go out on a long walk and call that my exercise. But I have seen a huge difference between when I'm regularly getting out there in the morning and going for a walk, or if I'm doing what I'm doing right now, which is using a standing desk as I work, because my body just feels better. I have so much more energy and I don't get achy which is something that used to happen a lot when I wasn't making time for this. And finally, how do you nourish your body every single day? This is another area, especially in those stressful, busy times, if you're working on something and suddenly instead of your normal workday, you're working like a 10-hour day because you're trying to launch something out into the world. 
where you're calling in for a pizza every single night. But the truth is, again, like those busy periods are the times where you need to be nourishing yourself the most so you can be at the top of your game. So how are you nourishing your body every single day? Are you making time to plan and prepare healthy meals for yourself? Are you drinking enough water? Or are you always reaching for the easiest, fastest thing because you're just not making time for this? So health and well-being to me is one of the most important things that I have to prioritize. And if I'm, I know if I can do that, then everything else will fall into place pretty easily for me. I'll feel great. I won't have the stress and anxiety kind of hanging over my head because my body will kick in and help me manage it better. The next area is your creativity and self-expression. This is so important for entrepreneurs because let's face it, entrepreneurs are creative beings. We didn't become an entrepreneur so that we could follow what someone else told us we need to do. We became an entrepreneur because we have ideas. We love to learn. We love to grow. We love to try new things. We like to dabble in new interests and hobbies. But you also have to be careful because sometimes becoming an entrepreneur means you fall into the trap of either completely losing your interests and hobbies and all you do is your business. You don't have anything outside of your business or your interests and hobbies keep becoming new business ideas. So let's talk about how you can use hobbies and interests and creativity and self-expression to help you become more refreshed and creative in your business. Ask yourself questions like, what do you do for fun? In your definition of success, what do you want your time to look like that gives you that fun in your life? So for me, I like to do things like sit on the deck and blow bubbles with my kids, or I have adult coloring book and coloring pencils that I will sit down with for hours at a time. Or I like to go out with my friends and have a cocktail and have a girl's night out. So what do you want to do for fun? What interests would you like to learn more about? And again, these aren't for the sake of, I want to learn more about photography because I think I'm going to add photography into my business, unless you happen to already be a photographer. This is just something that you're interested in that you think you might want to learn about. And are there any other classes you wish you could take? There probably are classes out there. In fact, I've taken classes on photography, classes on food, classes on painting. I took a fun um, painting class with my sister not long ago. And it was so much fun and helped me feel like, wow, this is exactly what I want to be doing to release some anxiety and some stress. And what hobbies do you wish you had more time to pursue? What hobbies do you wish you had more time to pursue? This does not, again, need to be hobbies you wish you could turn into a business. In fact, you really don't want to be falling into that trap. These are just hobbies that bring you a lot of joy, a lot of inspiration. They bring you hits of creativity. And even better, if they're hobbies that you can get into that give your brain that creative pause that we talked about yesterday, where your brain has a chance to be thinking differently, to be in a different place, it will help you come back with so many more new, innovative, and fresh ideas for your business. And the final area that you really need to be considering in your definition of success for yourself and your business is your personal growth and spirituality. So yes, this might sound a little woo-woo, a little out there, but when you're investing energy into filling your own love tank, to making yourself 
feel like you're a part of something. You'll be more grounded. You'll be more empowered each and every day in your life and your business. So here's the types of questions I ask around this. How much quiet time do you need each day just to sit with your thoughts? What types of mindfulness practices do you want to start or try out? These could be as simple as meditation, journaling, again, yoga. You've heard me say meditation and yoga quite a bit because these are my go-to practices, but there's a lot of other mindfulness practices out there that could be a great fit for you. Journaling, art journaling, those types of things are really wonderful, a great way to kind of reconnect with yourself. What are your favorite uplifting books and blogs to read? Do you have any or are you still looking for them? I find that I have a list of books and blogs that I love to read and I make time for them. Literally on a regular basis, I will have on my blog reader a category that's just uplifting material so that I always have something to get that dose of inspiration. What else helps you to stay inspired and focused in your life and business? Some people find that inspiration from reading. That's what I do. Some people find that inspiration from listening to podcasts or to listening to audiobooks or something like that. And others find inspiration from going to events and just soaking up the energy of all these people in a room. So what helps you to stay inspired and focused? And finally, how often do you need to feed your soul and your spirit every week? Maybe you just need to have a quiet morning with yourself on the weekend, or maybe you need to dip into that pool of inspiration on a daily basis, maybe even multiple times a day. It's different for every single one of us, but it's definitely something that if you make time for it, it will make such a huge impact in your life, in your business, and help you truly feel like you're living in alignment with what matters most to you. And for me, That's why I'm asking all of these questions. That's why I encourage you to ask these to yourself, because when you are in alignment with what matters most to you, then you will feel like your business is truly a success. If you're loving the Get Fired Up and Focused podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment to rate and review the podcast in iTunes. When you do, it helps me to reach and serve more amazing entrepreneurs just like yourself who are ready to kiss stress and busy work goodbye. Ready for even more ease and less stress in your business? Get the entire 21-day Fired Up and Focus Challenge plus exclusive bonuses just for podcast listeners delivered to your inbox for free when you visit firedupandfocus.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Get Fired Up and Focused.